I'm your man Edward Shelton from Starting Over Podcast, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. This is Swag Nito with Clicks TV, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is Skylar from Generation Clicks, and you're listening to Dial H. Back on the road again, Austin. Are we? On the road again. Because it feels like we're sitting down somewhere. Two fine gents talking about hero clicks. I forgot we were even on a podcast, honestly. I did too. It was kind of nice, I'm not going to lie. I don't know, I kind of miss, missed all the faggotry. Well, speaking of such, Drew Alderson's not with us today. I know, right? Drew Alderson, uh is in Iraq, actually. Although I'm not sure which what? rock it he is. He signed up for the army? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you know which rock he's playing in? I have no idea. Like, I keep track of Drew Alderson's personal life. Yeah. It's hard to. I mean... I'm not the president of his fan club anymore. Um, anyways, we are in my newly finished garage. Those of you who have been listening a long time know that... Or the acoustics are fantastic. We turn that uh, switch, the light switch back on. Um, yeah, we didn't... Uh, we, we've been in here as the Ravens. <laughs> we've been doing... Two week, we've had two weeks off uh, since we've been doing the podcast because I've been working on my new house and there's still plenty of work to be done, but we at least have enough room in the garage to get things done, uh, and those things being podcast today. That reminds me. We swung by your house on your birthday and you weren't here, but your truck was, and we were disappointed. We were going to bust into your new house and wreck the place and make you start all over. So anyways, um, thanks for everybody who sent us messages congratulating me or you know well wishes and all that good stuff i appreciate it congratulations on being an adult um yeah being an adult is not very fun why do you think i still live with my parents although i've been an adult (laughs) for a long time but the you know house ownership is just another further step on adulthood anyways we're gonna be talking about various things kind of catching up on where we left off we're gonna cover tmnt the wolverine x-men unboxings and then catch up on community as well. Let's kick her off with news. Let's go. So if you guys want to follow along with us today, we're actually not doing much on the official HeroClicks.com website, although you can pull that up because there are two items we'll be talking about on there. So I guess if you want to, go ahead and pull up HeroClicks.com. But we're mainly actually going to be on HC Realms, surprisingly, and on the Forums tab and then under the upcoming sets and rumors section. You'll be finding a lot of our content today. So we're uh, starting off with TMNT. It is officially out at most places. If your store doesn't have it, chances are they'll have it next week. I did hear that there are some places that um, are going to be getting it until next week. We do have all the dials spoiled, though. Um... I'm really, really happy with the set. I'm very happy with the set. I'm not too happy with the distribution, or I should say rarity allocation, or whatever you know the proper nomenclature is. Basically, how hard it is to pull these super rares and chases. Uh, our friend Drew Alderson, some of you may know Mr. Drew Alderson. You is may he have, on a podcast? I believe he's on a podcast. Could have fooled me. He bought his case already, being since it's a CTD set, you know, two sealed bricks. I'll be doing the same, but he's already bought his, and he said he got one chase and two super rares. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. That's not all that great, was kids. Um, there's also he did say he got seven of the eight rares, I believe he said, or something like oh, that. Yeah. He got, he's only missing one rare. Um, one. So on the on the positive side of this, or sorry, on the negative side of the set. The distribution's pretty shitty as far as super rares and chase. But you know what? We kind of saw that with Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. I wasn't sure what to expect and with this uh, set because this set's so much smaller than Yu-Gi-Oh. Days of Future Past was like that too. True. It was wasn't that great. Because either. it was like Nimrod was like one every case or one every case and a half or something retarded like that. On the bright side of this set, though, so many feet. There are a lot of foot ninjas, and they are common, and so are the Mausers. So at least you're getting dupes of generics and stuff yeah. while you're trying to pull these super rares. And those, those ninjas are so cool. So yeah, if you want to go to the, as I said, the upcoming sets and rumors, go to the TMNT page, and we're not going to go over all the dials individually, but we just wanted to point, if you haven't seen any of these, definitely take a look. You'll notice the foot ninjas, there are four, five, five different versions. 
Yep. They all are pretty similar in dial construction. Actually, they are the same, correct? It's just their traits and their special powers that are different. Yep. And they mirror the uh, the turtles themselves with their weapons, actually, if you notice. Yeah, there's a side, uh, nunchucks, bow staff, katana, and then chain comma. And they do... Uh, they're kind of cool because they do the same effect. So, like... Uh, the uh, what is it? The katana one can use blades, and if he if he make, missed a close attack, he can use sidestep. The giant reach and uh, on the uh, bow staff and all that crap. Mm-hmm. They all have the same trait. You might notice there's more of these robots? Question mark. So these are robots, by the way. Uh, Foot Clan robot team and T villain are their keywords. But they all have the same trait. When it's KO'd by an opponent's attack, you may roll a d6. Or actually, it doesn't say may, or at least not on realms. It just says roll, so it may not be optional. On a five to six, you may place a character named Foot Soldier. Now, it doesn't specify the uh, weapon type, so you could swap and bring in a different version. But you may place a character named Foot Soldier from outside the game into your starting area or a square within five squares of it. Not bad. It's similar to the Hand Ninja type trait. Mm -hmm. A little bit better, honestly, because... Here you have different options. You could be switching between, and you got the five squares. Kind of reminds me of the uh, Scarlet Spiders. Mm-hmm. So you notice most of them don't have range. The only one is the guy with the chain. But uh, for thirty points, they were really good little generics. Oh yeah. Splinter's dial solid. Every single figure in this set is like they push good, it. good to extremely good for their points. There's no bad figures in the set, really. Oh yeah, we got Slash. That made me really happy. Yeah, Slash is in there. All Even the Mutanimals keyword. I, I was hoping we would get like all of the Mutanimals. We did get a few though. So. You can, you can kind of tell whoever did this set really does have a love for the Turtles. Mm-hmm. We only got one version of Shredder and one version of Krang, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure. And they're both, uh, was it Shredder's the super rare, I believe? I think Krang's a super rare too, isn't he? Oh wait, Shredder is a rare... And Krang was the super rare, I believe. Yeah, Krang's a super rare. So you got, let's see, the super rares are uh, two of the turtles that we, and now we already covered them Donnie and Leo. Then the Rat King, we talked about him, he's pretty solid. Uh, he's a super rare. Baxter, the animated series version, is super rare. And then Krang. Um, it's also worth noting that the chases are the black and white turtles for those who haven't seen them. Which matches the whole thing we had talked about before with the con exclusives finishing out sets mm-hmm. of chases. And they were Splinter and Casey, right? Uh, Shredder and Casey. Or, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I, the black and white Shredder and Shredder Casey. Shredder and Casey were the ch- uh, con. So the, just the turtles here. Um, so these dials will look pretty similar to you, except uh, they are very reminiscent of the common versions. However, they cost a little more. They're 75 but they have this ball and ash trait. Shell to shell defense. X, it's all the same. So insert your favorite turtle's name here. Austin and I both are big Donatello fans. Uh, Don, so Donnie, for instance. Donnie can use stealth. If he's adjacent to a character named Raph, Mike, or Leo, he can use impervious. Other than that, they have all the other... Basically, it's the same <laughs> dial. It's just like, hey, we tacked on this trait for you. Oh, we, gee, your melee characters aren't going to be next to each other, eh, Hunter? Yeah. So they tacked on the trait, added a few points. Well worth it. They're super good. Um, I'm not so sure that, being that they're so hard to obtain, I don't think I'm going to go after them. Because, they're a collector thing. Yeah, that, I mean, and I'm not a collector anymore. Back in the day, guy, this would have came out two years ago, I'd be all about getting these turtles, but at this point in my Hero Clicks career, I've given up such endeavors. Yep. I, I like them a lot, though. I'm very, very happy with them. I like the idea that the chases are just the normal ones, kind of a little different. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I like that, too, because it does kind of go with the thing where I don't feel the need. Even though I'm a, a big yeah. Turtles fan, I don't feel the need. I have to own these because there's already two other versions of each turtle. What's the it. point value on the ones that they're a copy of? Uh, let's go. So how much extra are they valuing that trade, basically? I want to say 15. 50. They're valuing it 25. 25, but um, their dials are slightly beefed up. But the, the special powers are the same. 
for the most part, the dial construction is the same. I, I shouldn't use the word identical when I say they're identical, but they are very similar. Yeah. They're just slightly beefed up, um, and they share the exact same special powers and all that good stuff, key, keywords and all that good stuff. So, overall, the set's pretty cool. I'm not happy with the starter, though. In fact, I'm, like, regretting committing to buying one at this point. Because, for one, you only get the four turtle figures, and they are not very good relative to their main set versions. You know, there's, there's the 75-point versions you'll see there on the thread. They're not horrible, but compared to even the common turtles, I just think they're pretty inferior across the board. Uh, you get those, and then you get the Mauser Mayhem Pogs, which is pretty cool, because... I mean, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different um, pogs and horde tokens and all that good stuff. But they can't be played outside of the scenario. They cannot be played outside of if you're doing the special scenario rules. So, in my mind, it's really not worth it. You do get a map. I'll say that. It's a unique map. Um, the OP kit is its own separate thing. It comes with a mutagen. Yeah, I want to know. I wanted to see that. I was listed. It's on at here. the bottom of the uh, chases. I saw that I hadn't read it. Ah. Mutagen ooze, light object, ten points. Give a friendly character in this square or holding this object a power action to equip it. Opposing characters can KO this object by using it in an object attack. Ooh, object attacks new keyword is or term isn't it? Or did they I don't use think that? I've heard that? Yeah, I was going to say unless they use that terminology in. Uh, with the sentinel arm pieces thing, or, or the, the uh, uh, weapon well, thing, the arm buster things, uh, yeah. the arms and the legs. We should check that. But uh, anyways, the effect is that the character character gets the animal keyword. Oh, that's once <laughs> also once per game when an opposing character hits the equipped character with a close attack. After action resolve, you may choose a standard power the attacking character can use. The equipped character can use that power as long as this is equipped. Interesting. So you basically absorb one power when they punch you. Well, it's saying that... It, okay, so I'm playing against you. I, I have the ooze, right? Mm -hmm. I pick it up and put it on my brother Voodoo. You punch me with Juggernaut, your Juggernaut gets one of my powers. Is the way I'm reading it. So basically, I picked it up. It, it's not no. a notice. It's not a roll-off. Because it says once per game when an opposing character, hits. so you, hits the equipped character, which is Brother Voodoo, with a close attack after actions resolve, you may Oh, I see. I'm, I'm reading it backwards. You would get to steal so my I absorb it. So I steal your power. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's pretty nuts. I read it wrong. It's a reverse rogue. It's a defensive version of rogue instead of an offense. Yeah. I like it even better now. Well, I was going to say what's crazy about that is that only com... What's the animal keyword combo with? A ton of pick -up power figures? Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, you got Animal Man, Vixen, uh, Vixen, who's not all that great to begin with, though. But I'm saying like it's kind of cool because then someone punches you, you take one of their powers, and then you got the old, the 75th version of Animal Man too can do that. I um, like that item a lot, though, and it's modern. It's worth noting once again; these mm -hmm. turtles are modern. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm not. The thing that really disappoints me again, though, is just that Mauser Sorry. Mayhem Pog. Not being, I mean, give them point values and make them be legal. Is it a fifteen dollars set? No, it's far more than that. For we the start, can, yes, we can check it. But uh, damn, that is definitely not worth it. Then check old cool stuff. See what they got her at twenty four ninety nine. Austin Holy Smith. shit! This is like the Iron Man three starter all over again. Does come with a map, as I said, but uh, not worth it. Not worth it, dude. I wouldn't pay fifteen for it. If it came with the only four figures in a map. But we will... I, I'd like to try out the whole Mauser Mayhem scenario. I think it'd be interesting. We'll try it out at, at the venue one week. Anyways, getting off of Turtles, getting on to other things. But I love Turtles. Wolverine the X-Men. So we don't have... That's not Wolverine the X-Men, it's Uncanny X-Men. Or sorry, Uncanny X-Men. Wolverine the X-Men was two years ago, Homer Smith, let it go. Living in the past. So I, just, I can't give up my long shot, my Shatterstar. You've got freaking Alzheimer's now. got all the Imperial Guards. When's Invincible Iron Man come out again? Anyway. Uh, I hope the chases aren't stupid shit. We got a new Magnetus. 
And like the common version, he's pretty damn good for his points. Oh, yeah. He's got this... I, we're not going to talk about all the spoilers, but I did want to cover him because he's really cool and everybody and this loves... this is a clicks effect space. Who doesn't love Magneto? I mean, let's be honest here. He's a rare, 90 points. His trait... cool-ass costume. I know, it's that white... It's shredded old Magneto. <laughs> it's that shredded, white, solid white suit Magneto. His trait is magnetic shield for my allies. Give him a power action to attach the magnetic shield to another friendly character. Removing it from anywhere else. That character can use energy shield deflection as long as it's attached. When that character takes damage from a ranged attack or Magneto is KO'd, then you remove the magnetic shield. So it's a one-time energy shield use. One-time grantor to your teammate of energy shield until that teammate finally gets shot. Huh, I wonder if there's only like a dozen 18, 19 defense figures that with energy shield would be impossible to hit the first Mm -hmm. one. Yeah, and he's pretty good... On his own, I mean, he has energy shield on his special defense power, which gives him ESD and toughness. He's got running shot TK enhancement with a four damage, eleven four. That's a pretty sexy top click there. Oh yeah. And then other than that, he does kind of alternate off of running shot a lot onto force blast. A little instead. lacking in the keyword department though. Yeah, just X Men. Um, I do like that trade a lot though. There's a lot of value in that. I think it just seems fun too. And I mean. you have they have to take damage. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like. There's If they have Imperv, that's a 33% chance you're going to completely not have to lose the token every time they're hit. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's only from a range tag to close yep. attacks, I'm going to knock it off. I, just, I think they're doing a good job with the use of the clicks FX markers from what I know. we've seen so far. I was afraid they'd be super gimmicky, but it looks like they're actually um, akin to the uh, the old Human Torch figure is what it kind of reminds me of. But cool. Right, yeah. Old bubble torch. Like um, other than that, you guys should check out the videos that Scott Porter's been putting up, the uh, unboxing. I don't think they're all five out yet, but they're close to being done. He's at least pulled the chase out of his brick. Um, on the videos, he's doing five videos total, and on each one, he's opening two boosters. And then at the end, he's going to do a recap video. So if you haven't seen any of them, just you know, wait and watch that one. But unless you're just like really a shit-eating wild man for the... Uncanny X-Men. Hey, that's, that's, that's not nice. Uh, some things of note I wanted to bring up, though. Brood generics. I know, I saw them. Warlock generics, too, by the way. Um, we are getting a Sunfire. In fact, we're getting a regular and, and a Prime. Prime. Which everyone thinks might be the Four Horsemen version, which was also on my list. So we know our, from the video so far, we know our Primes. Now, we already knew Emma Frost was the common. Yep. We now know Kitty Pride is the uncommon. Sunfire is the rare... And then Gene Gray. And Gene and Phoenix being the super rare. So, well, we know that Phoenix is the super. We think super Dark Phoenix is the right. Prime. We assume it's going to be Dark Phoenix. Because we haven't had a Dark Phoenix since M10. So. This is true. Such a good figure. I sold it. God, it was, I sold it for 25 You bucks. had two of them at one point, didn't you? I did. <laughs> we bought a lot of that set. Oh, yeah. We I bought it for prizes for you guys. I gave it out a lot. Um, anyways. I love that set. That was such a good set. Marauders is a sub theme. We I already saw a, I saw a Riptide and a Vanisher. I know there's a few Vanisher fans who've always Marauders. wanted to clicked reclicks. Um, uh, the Juggernaut seemed really cool for those who haven't seen it. So the Juggernaut comes with a helmet. Um, I can't remember. I wish I would have written down how it works now. But basically, while he while he has the helmet on, he gets willpower and mm-hmm. some other powers. And then when he gets punched, you compare your damage. Power now it doesn't say printed damage value. It just basically says your Hulk punches my jugs. That would we take we take your damage. (laughs) We take your damage and you roll a d6 and my damage and I roll a d6. And if you roll higher than me, I have to lose the helmet. So you have to like prove your worth. They're going back to the old school extra rolls and stuff that I like. And the helmet does detach. Yeah, it was really. I saw the. uh, they showed it off at one of the events, but they didn't say what it did. They just showed the helmet came off. Um, Drew's going to be happy. There are three saber tooths in this set. Really? I didn't see that. There's an AOA. There's the Axis um, reverse good guy saber tooth. Uh, and then there's the normal saber well, tooth. No, I don't ever want to hear that guy complain again. No. I mean, Steve's written us some pretty big love letters lately. I don't know what the hell's going on. In other generic news, we have Chief Magistrate, and then we have some generic Magistrate guys. And they have a black hole grenade power, which I thought was really cool. They basically have Pulse Wave. Uh, I think it's Sidestep Pulse Wave. 
and then once they pulse wave you in, anybody who got hit uh, gets moved into the closest adjacent square to you. So it sucks you all that's, in that's so cool. to your square. A high energy explosion. And it's was... not like so many squares. Like say you gave him the sniper rifle or you gave him something that really increases range. Even if you hit people that are like four, five squares away, it's, it's going to put them right next to you. It, it's not It's not X number of squares. It's put them as close to you as possible and then the people outside that's of so them. Awesome. To, it sounds really cool. I Nick Fury with energy explosion. Uh, for the Freedom Force members, there's a Freedom Force trait that they all have, similar to the the amazing all new amazing, all new whatever the fucking name of the book is now. Is it all new X Men? I thought it was all new amazing X Men. All new amazing all superior. Yeah, something, something like or that. Another Spider Man. Anyways, X-Men. all those guys have their own trait. Well, the Freedom Force has their own trait too, and it it. Um, is basically a free action. You give a move action, and then afterwards you can roll Force Blast for free. I wonder if we're going to get a Spider-Man as an X-Men teacher in this set. Oh, wait a minute. You know what that that team ability is? It just hit me. What? That's the same team ability that uh, General Ram has, the Locust Horde team ability. It is. You give him a move action, and then you Force Blast for free. Huh. That's cool. Um... Uh, Stonewall's pretty cool. He can't be knocked back. And, and not only can he not be knocked back, he does reverse knockback. So if you hit him and you roll doubles, you get knocked back that many squares instead of him. And I think he takes no damage, too. Um, we also know three of the six chases now. Do we it. know they are AOA. Um, I believe one's Cyclops, one's Sabretooth, and one's Colossus. Which a lot of people were kind of bothered by Colossus being one of their six choices from AOA since he wasn't like a huge. Yeah, I can't I can't say enough uh, say much about it because I'm not. I read AOA, but it was years ago, and I'm not a huge you know proponent of it, so I don't I don't know. Uh, I can't honestly remember how much he was. I started it a while ago and just never did it. Um, another thing to note on all those primes, they all have the optional Emma Frost. Trait where you can pay extra to sideline the prime version. I kind of like that. Yeah. Oh, so, you know what? That's really thematic for Jean Grey. You know that might be something that um, that justifies that they the do from now on. Yeah, they may, that may be something they do from now on permanently on all primes. I guess I, I'm totally fine with that. I think that justifies the primarity is something different to me because my problem with it is it's always been super powered pushed figures. So to get something like that makes me really happy. Um, getting off of Wolverine, moving on to... Uh, well, you know, while we're on the topic of of X-Men, we um, shared a little article talking about how... I just figured we could talk about this briefly because we um, we had, we don't talk about comics enough anymore. And I figure we start bringing more comic stuff up. But uh, Marvel announced that they're having this new Death of X sale this weekend where basically... They are slashing big time their prices on uh, on retail. They're encouraging retailers to slash their prices, and basically, they are recouping the cost essentially. So they're helping retailers move all of their X Men books. Period. Every X related trade paperback and hardcover is getting a very large de- discount for retailers who want to help Marvel in that endeavor. So why do Marvels want to clear out their warehouse? Because Deadpool did well, and it means Fox is never going to let go of X-Men. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's why I kind of wanted to bring it up, because it brings up some interesting points. Like, is this where they're going to try to do what, they're, what they are trying to do with Fantastic Four, where they're trying to, you know, let it die and then buy it? I don't think, I don't think that's a good move, if that's what it is, because... The X-Men movies still sell well. Even before the resurgence of the new ones. Like, even before the newer, better ones. The, uh... Over the last two. Uh... There was the Apocalypse one. Before that... First Class and Days of Future Past. Yeah, Days of Future Past and First Class. Even before those came out, even though the previous X-Men movies weren't all that good, they still sold pretty well. They had Halle This is true. In theaters, (laughs) they did well. On video, they did well. Yeah. You know, the X-Men are popular. They're always going to be popular. I'm sorry. That's just... I think it's a marketing ploy. I think so. the whole Death of X thing is them just trying to push people to... It's the tradition... It's artificial demand. 
they're trying to say everything's cheap and we got to get rid of it. So everyone's like, oh, no, they're never going to print another X-Men book. I'm going to buy them all. Yeah, I don't know. But it, then on the flip side, you know, it could be a, a sign of them moving towards Inhumans type thing and totally doing away with the word mutant or which they've kind of, you know, shown signs here and there that that's certainly something that they've done for some of the main characters they want to bring over into the cinematic universe they've definitely so who knows what the what the i just thought it was something interesting to to bring up because it's possible here in a couple months we're like oh you know that's why they're wanting to do that so i think what would be more interesting to me is if the whole event is less so the destruction of x-men as a whole and more so the destruction of the status quo so to speak so no more xavier school more so it's just like X-Men on the down low, everyone's hunting them kind of stuff for a while again. Gotcha. Like, I like them a lot like that. Like, almost AOA style. Mm-hmm. I prefer that over the whole, we have an official school with a bunch of weird kids. Yeah. But, each their own. I feel you. Um, for those who didn't see, there's a new watch list. Quarter 1, 2016 oh gosh, watch list. I believe what's on this watch list. Who knows know. what's going to be on this, Austin? Let's, let's check it out. Certainly not us. We haven't read this already in preparation for this episode. Below is a list of figures, game elements that are being added to the HeroClix watch list for quarter 1 of 2016. Boom, boom, boom. No additions are made to the watch list for quarter 1 of 2016. <laughs> okay. Balls of Fury continues his reign of terror. Yeah. And honestly, I'm fine with that. I am too. I don't think he's like broken. To I, the... He lost a lot of his support. In the rotation. I think he's going to lose... Jason of Sparta's gone. Well, yeah, and you know, someone kind of reminded me why... Another another good reason why Nick Fury is not bored. And it's kind of because he's like the anti-meta. He's a silver bullet. Yeah, he's a silver bullet. You don't really want to nerf your silver bullet. He's like Bizarro, but not as moronic as Bizarro. Bizarro yeah, exactly. stopped the meta of exactly. super attacks. The only thing I think they should maybe... they. They may have considered... I'm sure they considered it. But it is maybe just silvering in him. I agree. But even then, if you think about it, at least in the 300-point format, I don't know about 400, that's a totally different animal. But in the 300 format, if you're playing two Nick Furies, you don't have much room left on your team for support of any kind. And the Nick Furies are not exactly mobile attackers. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Without Jason, he's gonna have some yeah. issues getting around. Like he you know, they, they're not. He's not like running shot on every click. You know, ship blasting everybody or anything like that. Um, I've got a question actually. So, have the watch lists always been labeled Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4? I think they were last year, weren't they? I was gonna say I didn't know if they were doing one every every six month or every uh, three, three months. months now. I can't remember, but I want to say they were. I like that. Sure. I mean, if it's continuation of that, yeah. I'm totally happy with that. I also like that they at least are saying, hey, we were, we have been, we didn't stop this. The watch list is still going on. We're still in the shadows in the bushes of your of your local venue, you know, watching the games. Windows. We're watching that Nick Fury, but, you Steve's know. just over there rubbing his nipple <laughs> like a weirdo. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're not taking any action yet. Um, I think the Nick Fury thing is... They're wanting to see how the rotation impacts him before they move into making any changes to him. So if there's a quarter two one rolling up in three months, I think they feel like they feel safe. They could keep him on the back burner until they see how that impacts. You know, him. something else I was thinking about with when I was thinking about the whole Nick Fury thing too. You look at Turtles, which, as we said, it's going to be modern, and you look at Uncanny X Men from what we've already seen. They really seem to be making a push towards melee, towards. Uh, well, sort of, but I think that was just the proponent of the turtles. Yeah, I think, but but more what I was going to say is that I think they're making a push towards more uh, high efficiency but low point yep. characters, and I think that hurts Nick Fury because the thing he's best at is killing is biggest. killing one he's particular like, target. Yeah, exactly. Nick Fury's Drew Alderson. He's good going after the big. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, he, why is he here for that? <laughs> he, that's what he does, and I feel like in games where you have a lot of different attackers and characters on your team, he doesn't do as well. I agree. So I, I think that's another bad bullet yeah. point. For I him. would like to bring that while we're on that subject with X Men and uh, Wolver or uh, TMNT and stuff, and that high efficiency, low cost figure. I love that. I love the fact that now at 300 mm-hmm. points, I could probably play the baseline team of something. Well, that's how I've always for the most part, tried to 
build my team. And it, and I've been when we have done uh, theory craft, team crafting, and mm-hmm. giving tips on stuff like that. We always say like my my personal thing that I go with, and what most of us usually go with is is one and a half figures per one hundred points. Yeah. You know, and now Marvel's making it or. Uh, WizKids is kind of making it almost where it's pretty viable to say two figures per 100 or at least think about it. I like it. And and that's kind of the way I've always played. I've always had good success with it. If you look at the the meta game, maybe not this past year, but before that, if you really look at the teams that end up winning, that's typically how they're built. You know, my my thought goes back to the Alex Avila team um and the team that won the year before that, like they all had a minimum of three figures. Most of the most of the teams had four to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I, I I like the idea of getting back to that. I just like the I like the fact that a lot of teams, like even Avengers, you have issues fielding even the Trinity of them at three hundred points sometimes without having to take like a weird old figure or something. It got better. It's gotten it's better. Gotten better it yeah. used to be a problem, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I, I like about that is the fact that, oh, if I want to play maybe even five Avengers, maybe the next Avengers set, I could throw them all out there and play them with no problems. I mean we yeah, that used to be an issue. Now that we got so many freaking Avengers sets <laughs> lately, like you know, there's a lot. Speaking of... I that, hope we take a journey to Asgard for a while. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be nice. That kind of segues us into our last point of news, which is I wanted to talk about optional traits because if you guys are still have your upcoming sets and rumors forums pulled up, uh, open up Civil War movie evidence because you'll notice... For almost, there's some great figures in this set. There, really? That Black Panther? There's a few decent ones, but I'm not crazy about this set. But what I did want to bring up was there's a lot of optional traits in this set. If you're looking at this, you'll notice that the key characters either have basically I'm with Cap or I'm with Iron Man, essentially, is what it boils down to. In fact, the Cap one is literally called I'm with Cap. I think that, yeah, the Iron Man one's called Iron Man is Right, but whatever. Um, Either way, you pay five points. You get that trait. I don't know why you'd pay five points for something everybody knows. Um, I feel like there was another figure that had an optional trait that wasn't that, but maybe I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. Um, as far as the figures in the set, there is a Black Panther that's pretty good and that I do um, want to try to pick actually, up. It's the starter one I was thinking of. Oh, really? Yeah, look at that 45-point line. Yeah, I guess he's pretty good. Yeah, he's 45. Free action, choose an opposing character within range and line of fire. They can't get their combat values increased, or they can't be given more than one free action for 45 points. Yeah. It's a shame that the rest of the starter set, aside from, yeah, even Winter Soldier is really just not all that. They're, They're not bad. I'm yeah. Just, it's, I do want that Black Panther. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I might have to hit him cool stuff real quick and make sure and, he's not for yeah. sale individually. <laughs> I like the uh, Red Wing, I think it is. Yeah, he's okay, too. I just like him for his low point value and his... Uh, oh, damn. They had him. He sold already. Or at least they're acting like they have him. Um, yeah, I may have to do what I did with Aquaman and just snatch him individually out of that set and not give a shit about the rest of it. <laughs> but the main set, there really wasn't that much great stuff. I mean, you do have another option of, of a Vision, which you don't get all that often, although it's not particularly... Mind Amazing blowing either. Anyway. The Black Panther is pretty good. Um, he's only eighty points. He's he's decent. Uh, problem with those is I'm pretty sure that those two are mass markets. Um, is that Crossbones? To, uh, scroll down. I'm pretty sure he is. Cross- oh, I was just gonna see if he was the one with the other uh, optional trait, but he's not. No. Um, he has a unique modifier though. Um, I'm pretty sure that those two are mass market, though, unfortunately. Uh, Agent 13 is pretty good for 50 points. Oh, you don't say. They made another <laughs> Agent 13. I'm so happy with good Agent 13s. And Sharon Carter, same name, <clears throat> but or same figure, but or character, but was so good in Chaos War as well. Oh, yeah. They don't make a bad Sharon Carter. The Agent 13 back in freaking Winter Soldier set was great, too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You got this one, you got the Winter Soldier one, and then before they, changed her, even before they changed her name, she was super good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not crazy about the main set, though, personally. 
the War Machine's not bad. It's one of the better War Machines we've gotten recently that wasn't the Prime. At first, I was thinking about picking him up, and then I just kept looking at the dial, and I was like... It's not really worth... Eh. Oh, but the 200-appointment the is just so bad. I know. That's I the might... sad part. It's a contrast thing. You look yeah. and you're like... <laughs> I might literally buy this guy just because the other one's so bad. What's great about this is he's like half the points and just as good if not better. Yeah. And he's got initiative. I was debating picking him up. There was a couple. I was <laughs> wanting him and I was wanting the uh, the Black Panther, but I think I might pass on the Black Panther. I like the Red Wing just because... Uh, does the Red Wing have initiative, actually? The Red Wing is pretty good. He just has uh, rope, uh, Soldier and Avengers, doesn't he? Team Avengers for Avengers... Or a team is Avengers, Avengers Robot and Soldier, that's right. Oh, he's got Soldier? He would be good for robot teams. <clears throat> um, the way the Red Wing works, he's tiny and flyer and has sidestep. No attack power, or no uh, attack value or damage value. Mm-hmm. But what he has is aerial recon. You give him a free action. You choose an opposing character within four squares in line of fire. Modify that chosen character's defense value by negative one until your next turn. I like him because he's a 20-point thing. You can wildcard the ability to ignore hindering on with good keywords. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as I said, he's really the only thing worth picking up. Unfortunately, he's a rare as well. I do believe he is a comic book store rare at least. So it'll be a little cheaper to pick up. But I'm almost certain that Agent 13, Crossbones, Black Panther, and Vision are the mass market. I think they are. Rears, so. It's worth noting, like, overall, this, it's not that this set's specifically bad or anything. Like, if you're a newer player, I would I would have no problem recommending some mm-hmm. of these figures to new players. It's more that we've gotten so many good yeah. ver, you know, versions lately. that We've been spoiled. All right, that does it for news. Um, before we move into community, we're not going to be playing Bad Samaritan or anything like that today, but before we move into community, I wanted to bring up, I had an idea for a segment that we should start doing. Because as I was referencing earlier in the cast today, uh, I feel like we don't do as much comics talk as we need to or as we used to. And actually, we got an email recently where someone asked, it, it was a newer listener and they like they were like, Actually, we'll probably read the email here in a minute. I don't want to spoil it too much, but he's basically like, I like listening to you guys. You guys should talk about things other than here. It looks like video games and comics. I kind of miss doing Like that. we do. We just, it's, it's been a little while, you know. Um, what a, a cool idea for a segment. Don't know what we could call it yet. Uh, maybe we'll Boston wait. Boston Hunter Sexy Time. See what people think. <laughs> but I thought it would be fun with our trio to have arguments that are comic based so you guys would write in oh god Hunter Smith you know it'd be kind of a whose line is it anyway type thing you guys would write in a bunch we'd randomly I, I would print them out randomly draw from a hat type thing and it'd be like okay what are we going to discuss today who wins Hulk versus Superman or whatever or that shit or which uh, which woman that Tony Stark has banged would you most like to bang and then we can have that is all discussion. of them an option you know, silly little things. Cap was a woman at some point, Hunter Smith. I mean, you could, we could bring that up. I'm sure. <laughs> There's no way that wouldn't get brought up. No. So, you Tony know. Tony literally fucked Cap, Hunter Smith. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, will, I will never forget the Valentine's Day event where we had to play a character and everyone they've been with, and I played Cap, and I had to argue that point. <laughs> so, I thought that would be something fun to do. I'm sure it would... Uh, it would lead us down many tangents and crazy paths. <laughs> and we love our tangents. So, if you guys have any interesting things that you'd like to debate, it could, as I said, it can be as simple as Hulk versus Superman or this versus that. But you know, try to get a little creative with it. We'll see what we can come up with. Um, we'll try. Please, it out. no Gladiator versus Superman. Last time this argument came up, I think it. It, like, literally destroyed friendships. This is true. We all know Gladiator would win. I mean, let's be honest here. I'm not taking a side in this last time. It was like watching your parents fight, and they both try to drag you into it. Like, I just didn't want any part of it. Also, talking about comics, uh, our next comics talk we will be doing is... We'll be on the very next episode, and we decided to cover the Dark Phoenix Saga. So, if you have never read that... And we're going to get and a figure you, for that. And you want to be involved. Yeah, and we are actually getting a dark, uh, well, a I phoenix. Assume and, it's a dark phoenix. And hopefully a dark phoenix, so that'll be fun too. Alright, let's check the old mailbag. Hashtag nerd. 
His email is titled Fast Farces. This guy thinks, <laughs> he thinks he's clever. <laughs> he says uh, he's a big fan of past Fast Forces sets, with Rogues being one of his favorite. So far, he feels like there's been a huge downgrade to the Fast Forces this year. Uh, have we even had a Fast Force this year? I assume he means basically like... Starters, Fast Forces, all that stuff. Yeah. Like the equivalent of someone swapping my Coke with a can full of RC Cola. <laughs> Compare the Gravity Feed Turtles to the Fast uh, to the Fast Forces set. Yeah, so it's a starter set. They are cheaper and seem to pack more punch. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Like, And I, I definitely... I don't know if it's a pattern. Like if they're purposefully downgrading them or if they're going out of their... To push sales of the main sets more. Or if they are just, you know, accidentally doing it a couple sets in a row. But they definitely are weaker than they have been in the past. It also doesn't help we haven't had a powerhouse one in a bit, I think. Like, there was Chaos War, and what was the other one that went off the Birds of Prey was really good, Um, because it had Oracle. I thought there was one like the last year that flew off the shelves, because there was something really good in it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was pretty good, because it had Henry. Yeah. Is that maybe what you're thinking of? Maybe, I don't know. That's the closest thing I think of. But he also says, uh, World's Finest doesn't even really go together. Civil War doesn't look promising. Seems the rest of the game is getting more cost-effective, flexible pieces. But this seems the opposite for the Fast Forces sets. What do you guys think? I, I agree with you. Um, historically, though, there really haven't been a ton of fantastic Fast Forces. Yeah, if you look at the ratios, it's not like a... There have been ones I've enjoyed and played, like the Batman set one, aside from Alfred. Now, that Alfred was really good for 25 points, but um, I played them a lot, but mainly because it was Batman, and uh, they were, you know, mediocre. Uh, as we just alluded to, the Birds of Prey was, I felt really good. I'm sorry about that. That's my work page. The Birds of Prey was really good. A patient's dead because you were lax Hunter Smith and we were recording a podcast instead. Um, what other, what were some other really good ones? Um, I was just going to say... On the, the Flash one was good. Yeah, the Rogues one. As he said, Rogues was good. Um, I think the thing is just that we've also got a bunch of movie set ones recently with the yeah. Civil War and that. And the movie set ones are almost never good. Let's be honest. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy was not bad at all. The Inhumans one? Yeah, the, the Crystal, Karnak, Gorgon, and Lockjaw are all good. Now, the Medusa and Black Bolt, they're hit or miss. Um, but they're not bad either. Um, the Deadpool one wasn't bad either. I didn't think really. I mean, that Electra, oh, the, uh, the Mercy, the the Mercy's good. The Electra was good for seventy five points. I've played her a couple times. The Punisher's not bad. I just prefer as a hundred point option. The Red Hulk is the better Red Hulk. I I personally like the starter set version of the Red Hulk better than another one, but it's whatever. Um, anyways, we I do agree with them though that we've gotten some lackluster ones this year. And uh, we'll see what happens with that in the long run. Because, I mean, we still got to see if Uncanny Uncanny X-Men will have one, won't it? I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. It's been a while. I... Since the last Fast Forces, quote-unquote. I want to say it, it will. Oh, yeah, because it's got the uh, X-23 in it with the clicks effects. Ethan, yeah, that's right. Ethan Jacobs says, Hey there, fellas, it's been a long time. I was wondering if you could help a fell out. I haven't played a game of clicks for 13-ish months. I went total years. <laughs> I went total blackout. Can you guys give me some figure suggestions to bring my meta game up back up to snuff? You know, interestingly enough, someone messaged us on Twitter just this past week asking the same thing. They hadn't played for a long time. They wanted to know what the meta was like. I I'll tell you what I told him. Basically, Super Scroll Chase, uh, Nick Balls Fury, Fury, Balls of Fury. Other than that, it's kind of wide open, which is good. I was um, going to say, and it's kind of changing right now so keep your eye you know this is a good time to jump in mm-hmm. it, you you know pick up the next couple sets I feel like they're going to be strong Turtles is pretty good for the points I feel like Uncanny X-Men is going to be great and Spidey I'm sure will be pretty solid I was going to say like I don't keep up with my rock knowledge too much but in the recent few months I've been looking at some of the tournament results and it is really like you see a very good variety of teams lately which is always a good thing in a healthy competitive game all right, now let's head over to Facebook, see what we got. On the wall, we have something from Kevin Maxwell. What's up, guys? I enjoy your podcast a lot. I listen to you guys all the time. Anyways, I know y'all are here at Clicks Podcast, but would it be a stretch to ask if you guys could also talk about some superhero pop culture news like movies, TVs, and cartoons, and what are your opinions on some 
casting news, and what upcoming stuff you're looking forward to. Currently, I'm interested in what you think about Batman vs. Superman, if you have seen it. Y'all crack me up a lot. I think it'd be fun to hear your opinions about everything else superhero related. Otherwise, keep up the good work. I miss talking about movies with you guys. Yeah, you know, we've kind of steered away from the movies lately. For one, because I don't go and see most of them when they first come out, unless it's some, like, Guardians I have seen. Whereas I'm the exact opposite. I am going to see Civil War. We have have some gift uh, tickets, gift card ticket things. We are going to go see Civil War, me and Ashley. Um, I haven't seen Batman vs. Superman yet. I'm probably going to catch it when it hits the dollar theaters here locally in a couple months. I've heard pretty mixed reviews. It's not as bad as people say it is. Um, another reason we kind of been avoiding it is just spoiler reasons. But we can talk about things without getting too spoilery, hopefully. But what we generally do when we do that is we try to wait till the end of the cast. Yeah. That way people can go ahead and, and stop the cast if they haven't seen it yet. But, um, you know, if we remember next episode, you and Drew can talk about it. Because I know you guys have both seen it. Um, as far as comics... It's no Fast 7. <laughs> as far as comics... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're catching up. Uh, we're we're getting back in the groove with uh, comics talk, and like I said, we'll be talking about Dark Phoenix Saga next episode, which is well. Too- worst me, worst me, and you can continue comics talk since Drew typically doesn't read them anyway. I'm I'm way behind on my person my comics personally too. I haven't read in about three months, which is crazy for me. But the I just last been so series I read outside of comics talk was Infinity. Yeah, so it's been like two years for me. <laughs> Will Holland has a rules question. Can Nick Fury use Watcher's eye power on this? So first, let's bring up Balls of Fury. If you can dodge a Nick Fury, you can dodge anything. He says, since this character doesn't have the power until it's targeted by an attack. So he's talking about the optional traits from the Civil War set, where you pay five points to get the I'm with Cap. And the I'm with Cap is, when you're targeted by a ranged combat attack, you can use Shape Change. So he's saying, can Nick Fury use the Watcher's Eye Power on this trait since the trait's not activating until that character is targeted with an attack? So Nick Fury, Balls of Fury's uh, Watcher's Eye Power reads, Nick Fury can use, well there's two of them. Uh, Nick Fury can use Prop Patrol, give Nick Fury a free action, choose a power that an opposing character within range and line of fire can use. That character can't use that power until your next turn. Well, oh man, that's a good question. So wait. And I haven't had to look something like this up for a very long time, and God knows the rules have changed so much since the last time that I have looked this up that I could not confidently tell you. I would ask the cap. So the cap one is... Basically, here's the conundrum that Will's bringing up. The caps is when you target Cap with a ranged attack, he can use Shape Change. However, oh, I see the he can't use Shape Change if you're not targeting with him with a ranged so attack. Well, when you're targeting with this power, you're not targeting him with a ranged attack. Logically, I would say Balls of Fury wouldn't be able to. Right. But because, this is hero clicks. Yeah. God only knows where WizKids So if somebody asked it at the venue, I would probably go towards no until I had time to look it up. But I would say that's something, and because we know Will that you play in rocks, because last time we had John, you were talking about that. I would, I would definitely go ahead and open that up on the rules forum, just to and make sure you get concrete evidence of it for your next rock. I would think no, but the, you know your guess is as good as mine. I don't want to steer you in the wrong direction. Um, let's check the inbox real quick. Make sure there's anything of note there. Oh, we have a new uh, new message I hadn't seen yet. Martin Radigan. Hey guys, big fan of the show. Been listening since the first episode. Mm. Damn. Feel sorry for you. Was talking to some guys at our local venue and I was curious about your thoughts. I know you touched on the Civil War OP, but I'm thinking there will be even more issues. What Number one, what happens if we can't fill a full Battle Royale? Number two, the boosters are distri- distributed two pro, two anti, one neutral. You pull your faction and the neutral passing their mains to your opponent. What happens if there's odd an odd number of people at the table? So, like, he, it's kind of part of his first question. Like, what if there's only three people? What do you do? You don't have another fourth person to pass that number three person there to of their faction. Uh, number three, with a high 1699 MSRP, you only get one booster. 
and you only get to play in one battle royale for the night. Yeah, that's kind of why we said we're not doing it because it's a little ridiculous. I think it's because WizKids is running this on the idea of how they run their Gen Con stuff. You fill a pod, then you launch. I don't right. think I don't think they intended to be played with fewer people, but they don't realize how many venues probably only run. Odd exactly. And what are the chances or chances that your venue has? Perfect a, a number of four. A number of players that is perfectly divisible by four. Um, 25% at best, technically, <laughs> if we're playing the odds here. But that also depends on a lot of other statistical factors, such as which demographics tend to group in so large a group. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> it's a good fucking question, Martin. <laughs> and uh, there are several other questions we could be asking, and that's why we personally won't be playing, because I... We per- kind of rambled about that one. I think it's a stupid idea, but it's whatever. I mean, aside from even the Battle Royale thing, it's a stupid idea, and you bring up a good point that we had. The concept is good, but had they sat and talked to any of the venues about it... Exactly. They would have had the issues pointed out to them. Exactly. Uh, he says, I was excited for this OP. It breeds well, but may not execute well. You know, one thing I I would think it here here would be my first reaction if this happened if I was running it, which we I won't be running it because we like I said we're not doing it at my venue because of the price. But if I was running it and I only had three people to play, I would offer one of them the option to buy an extra booster, and then just have them take all of their say their pro. I'll have them take all four pros and one of the neutrals and call it a day. I think, honestly, there's going to be a lot of venues that don't follow the WizKids event system for this. I think they'll buy a brick, and I think they'll do $40 entry, two boosters sealed. Yeah, that's personally what I would want to do. Anyway. I mean, I, I don't know, disagree. Anyway. I would probably go up that same path if I was running it. Yeah, we'll see. You know, that's the thing. You can be as cavalier as you want with these anyways. You can do whatever the hell you want. As long as you register it right on the WizKids so. event system. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of rigging things up how you and your players personally prefer it so talk to your uh you know those those are things i would bring up though with your whoever's going to be running your thing bring these things up ahead of time so that your judge can think of this and and talk to the store owners also and figure out what are we going to do because there's a good amount of judges out there like no offense that probably don't think that far ahead or think that fast on their feet yeah like i'm saying like if it was me this is what i would do but it you know, it, if it was me, I'd have no idea. It's something to think about ahead of time. You go buy a can of kerosene and you start burning down your venue now. <laughs> Anyways. That's going to do it for us this week. If you guys want to ask us questions like these other fine gents did today, you can find us on Facebook or we have our own email, dialhforheroclicks at gmail.com. And you can... Do the same thing to find us on the number four or FOR, Hunter Smith? FOR. The only thing that is number four is our Twitter. Why is that, Austin? Because the the name was too long, if I recall. No. Because you screwed it up. I don't remember. I didn't screw it up on purpose, Hunter Smith. I asked Austin to create and run our Twitter account, and he used the number four instead of spelling it out. But that was a long time ago. Whatever. I've forgiven him since then. That was like Better three years ago. That was like three years ago. So. God, I feel old now. Anyways. We'll see you guys next week when we will be talking about Dark Phoenix Saga. So don't forget about that if you're planning on uh, joining us for that. All right, later. For Oprah's Book Club.